The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Gabby, and welcome to What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Gabby. I'm the founder of What's Gabby Cooking, a food website. I'm a best-selling author, and now I'm a podcast host. What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking-related questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry, and so much more. Plus, every episode, I'm going to be highlighting a super cool company that's doing awesome things in terms of home delivery, since we're all limiting the amount of time we spend at the grocery store. So without further ado, this is What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. All right, guys, happy Monday. I hope everyone had a lovely and restful weekend. We certainly did. I actually put my phone away for like a whole four hours on Sunday. Very exciting. Anyways, let's get right into it. We have a fun guest on the podcast. Well, two guests actually on the podcast this Wednesday and lots of questions coming down the pipeline. So let's get right into it and just keep on with the quarantine cooking. We're going to keep on keeping on. Here we go. Hey, Gabby. This is Emily from Thousand Oaks, California. I love putting cabbage on tacos, but I don't know what else to do with it. What do you suggest to do with leftover cabbage? Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Hi, Emily. Um, I love putting cabbage on tacos as well. Um, you will see that pop up on my website multiple times. You could also do fish taco bowls with the cabbage slaw. Um, I've done it on chipotle salmon tacos. That's amazing. But you've already got the taco situation covered. There is a rice noodle salad on my website that has cabbage in it that is incredible. Um, and you kind of just put that with the noodles. So it's like half noodle, half cabbage and like this crunchy and noodley texture. It's really good. There's also another noodle thing on my site called the sesame noodle salad. That's really incredible. That's loaded with cabbage. If you've never made the Asian chicken slaw on my site, it is literally a chicken slash slaw salad. And it is phenomenal. There's a ton of cabbage in it. There's avocados, there's peppers. There's this really, really amazing Asian-y vinaigrette that goes on top. That's a great way to use up extra cabbage. Also, there are two recipes like meat recipes on my site for pulled pork and barbecue baby back ribs that go really well with cabbage. I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. And then lastly, there's a loaded falafel salad. That calls for purple cabbage, but you could use Napa cabbage, green cabbage, any kind of cabbage. It just gives anything a really good crunch. Those are my favorite ways of using it. You can also cook cabbage, which is not my favorite way of eating it, but my Omi used to cook it all the time. She probably still does. I just haven't been to her house in a while. That's also really good. You could put that on like pork chops or something like that. But cabbage is funny. There's so much of it. Like you have to find other ways to use it. So all those are now listed in the show notes on the podcast. So if you want to go check some of those out, I have no doubt that you are going to be ready to go. Hi, Gabby. My name is Tammy from Carmichael, California, and I'm just wondering if you can find out. I know you just moved and you have two ovens. We moved last year and we had installed two electric ovens and a gas stove, but the electric ovens are terrible. And I've heard that there's things you can do to help them cook better, but I just don't know what they are. Hi, Tammy. Okay. I feel you on this because the ovens in our new house also suck. 
Here's a couple things I'll say about this. So one, there's a way to calibrate your ovens yourself. Actually, I'm sure you could Google it on like Sears or something like that that if it just fluctuates a little bit, it'll tell you how to calibrate it. You also might just need to have an expert come over and recalibrate your ovens. I would say it's always for when you're doing something like that and dealing with expensive equipment, it's nice to have someone who can come over, wear a mask, be safe and like check them out. The other thing I will have, you know, is in all of my ovens the past, I don't even know, four or five, I can't even remember how many places we've lived in the last 10 years, but in all of our apartments, condos, whatever, I always get a little thermometer, like an oven thermometer. It's just one of those things that hangs on the rack and it tells you what the actual temperature is inside your oven because I swear every oven has not been true to what it says. Some run really hot, some run really cold. Our ovens right now take two hours basically to get up to temperature. They're so crappy. I can't, I can't wait to rip them out, but one day at a time. But, and so that little thermometer in there, it's like $9, I think on Amazon or something. I can throw up the master list. I'll put it on the master list and link it in the show notes. Um, that's key. You can get one of those. And that way, no matter what temperature it says on the external like reader of your oven, you'll know what's actually happening on the inside. But otherwise, like if you're comfortable with having a repairman come over and calibrate it, I think that's also a really good option. I wish it was easier, right? Like I wish ovens were just, just worked. Hey, Gabby, this is Peggy. I have a question about fresh produce. So um, in light of all this COVID-19 stuff, it has me thinking more about washing my fruits and vegetables, especially my fruits, like raspberries and herbs. And I was just curious what the appropriate protocol is for washing fruits and herbs and vegetables. <laughs> um, I get a little nervous that just washing them off with water isn't good enough, especially with all the germs out there. So I was just curious what you thought. And also, like especially with raspberries and blueberries and stuff, I'm always afraid when I wash them, they will get moldy quicker. So anyways, I was just curious if you had any tips. All right. Thanks, Gabby. Bye. Hi, Peggy. Great question and a hot topic. It's something I talk about with like my friends randomly whenever we're FaceTiming. I've read a lot of articles. A lot of them say different things. I have talked to people who are in the food industry basically and hear what they have to say as well. So here's where I have landed personally on washing fruits and vegetables. I would say for the most part, I wash them with just water and I wash them really well. I'm talking about apples and carrots and celery and cucumbers and asparagus and things that are really hearty. I don't use dish soap on them and I just rinse them very, very thoroughly and dry them right away. Last week on my Instagram I did a big meal prep day and I thoroughly washed everything. And then I actually ended up cooking it most of it that same day. So it didn't have the chance of getting moldy or anything like that. So that's something to keep in mind. I also have been peeling things. For example, cucumbers, I wouldn't normally peel, but I've been peeling them now because it takes that skin off and the skin was what could have been exposed to anyone else's hands at the grocery store. Same with apples, stuff like that. I know, like, for example, my mom sometimes washes her lemons and limes with a little bit of dish soap, which I think is fine. That's not going to like soak into the lemon or the lime. That's a pretty hefty piece of produce. So you could do that if you wanted to. I know a lot of people also are using like Branch Basics concentrate or something like that. The other thing I will say 
is you have to make sure to dry it really well. For example, your question about raspberries and blueberries, I would just rinse those with water if I were you. I think they're both really delicate fruits that could easily absorb a taste from some if you were using soap. Um, so I wouldn't use soap. I would just rinse them really well with water and then dry them incredibly thoroughly. I would actually lay out a, like a clean dish towel, lay all your fruit on it and then like let it dry and then very like gently agitate it so that the other side can dry before you put it away and also put it in a paper towel lined bowl or on a paper towel lined plate. That way the paper towel can absorb any excess liquid that might be left behind rather than that making the fruit go bad. So I think, I hope that's helpful. I think it's so hard. There's so many opinions on the situation. I think I read a Washington Post opinion piece recently that basically said the same thing I just said. So I feel pretty good about that. So hopefully that helps you. Hi, Gabby. It's Valerie from Texas. So I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier, have some good food for me, and I'm seeing a lot of recipes for an air fryer. I'm curious if I should get one. I don't know if it's going to just clutter up my kitchen and I'm not really going to use it or if it's going to be a good asset to my kitchen. What do you think? Thanks. Bye. Hi, Valerie. Um, this was a heated debate on the What's Gobby Cooking Friends Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe a week ago. I don't really remember. It's a 50-50 toss-up. I will be honest with you. I have an air fryer and I have never used it. Um, I think if I was going to break it out, I would use it for wings, specifically the Chipotle wings in my cookbook. But otherwise, an air fryer is just a really fancy way of saying a convection oven. So you could get the same crispiness and such using the convect bake on your oven. That said, a lot of the people in the What's Gobby Cooking Friends Facebook group felt very differently than mine. Some people make a whole chicken in it. They do Brussels sprouts in it. They do, I mean, you name it, people are obsessed. Wings, there are all sorts of different recommendations. It is a larger appliance. So I would say if you're on the fence about it, you don't need it. You could probably make do with just convect bake on your oven. But if you've got the room and you're looking to spend a couple dollars, I say try it out. I think also some people like it for the ease. Like I think you can set a timer and it maybe stops when it's done, which is not what a typical oven would do. I think they're very polarizing, but I support you in whatever you want to do. That is it for today's round of questions. We talked about cabbage. We talked about ovens. We talked about air fryers. We talked about fresh produce. Speaking of fresh produce, let's talk about a super cool company that I want to highlight. It's called Frog Hollow Farm, and it's incredible farm service up in Northern California. I remember when I was going to school up there, I would always, I vividly remember when their apricots came into season and I would like rush to the farmer's market to get them because they were so flavorful. Anyways, it's incredible. You can order fresh fruit from them, anything from avocados, apricots, cherries, apples, oranges, mandarins, all the things. You can pre-order peaches and pluots and nectarines. I know we have been very fortunate here in California. Cherry season has already started. Not the same case for the rest of the country. So if you're craving cherries, this would be a great place to order from. Um, you can also order pastries from them and they have a really great pantry selection as well. So it's an incredible company. I've been a fan of them since college, which was 900 years ago. So check them out. You will not be disappointed. 
All right, that's it for today's What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future until quarantine is over. <laughs> if you have any questions that you want answered, give me a call, 888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you have a super cool small company you know about that deserves to be highlighted, leave it as a voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Gobby Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out whatsgobbycooking.com and I will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you.